Hello and welcome to Pride in the Name of Love, a four-part feature from WEXT highlighting queer musicians in our local 518 community. Each episode is an unadulterated look at identity as told by the artist in a unique and intimate storytelling experience. Today's episode will feature Ian Cotter of Ian Cotter Wishlist, a Troy-based independent folk musician whose debut album Slowdown released earlier this year. Grab a seat and join us as Ian performs their song Stranger and shares their story of art, music, ambiguity, and identity. My name is Ian Cotter. I perform as Ian Cotter Wishlist. The song I just played is called Stranger, and it's off an album that came out this year called Slow Dawn. 
It was a, an album I recorded in 2021 while in COVID isolation. And there's kind of a lot of just finding identity on that album. Um, that song in particular is just about this feeling of being alienated, different, somehow, anyhow, you know, any way that you're different. And kind of the the two sides of that, how it can be like sort of mysterious and romantic, but it can also really drain you. I was really trying to reacquaint myself with songwriting too. So it is a lot about queer identity. And that was the time when I started realizing that that was something I really resonated with. But uh, I had also just had a really hard time understanding what to write about. And for some reason, I just had this sudden burst of inspiration. It was like it all came back all of a sudden. The songs just kind of flowed out very naturally. It felt really good, and I think it was very therapeutic. My songwriting mentality, and the reason I think it's so therapeutic, is I don't go into writing a song understanding what it's about. You know, first draft of anything can be whatever it's going to be. And I'm very much into accepting inspiration and not questioning or talking it down as it's coming or saying, well, you can't say that because you said this in this verse and it doesn't match up well. And that's for later, you know? <laughs> and uh, I think through that process of just like letting it all come to you, getting it all down, you understand what you're talking about as you're writing the song. I grew up in the Midwest, um, in Michigan, and I, since I was a teenager, was pretty serious about music. I started really seriously writing songs when I was about 17. I led a, a band out there for a while, rock band, a lot of angry songs, that kind of thing. And what kind of led me out here was my partner of six years joined the band, and they're from Troy originally. So they came out to Michigan for a summer and played with us, and we got to collaborate musically. And it was kind of like the final straw of like, I have to come out here. So I moved out to New York around then, it was 2018. Lived in New Paltz for about a year and a half, and then Kingston during the depths of the pandemic when you couldn't do anything. Kind of kept making music sporadically and writing and all that, but never really like had something together that I felt was the next step for me until I came to Troy. I found uh, here, more so than other places I've lived, the music community is not competitive. There's kind of a more communal feeling that everybody can win, which I really, really appreciate and I think is really true. Someone else's success doesn't detract from your success, and I, I really felt that here. And I just felt very supported by the, the people I was talking to and and playing music with and hanging out with, and just felt like it was time to make a debut here. I do write poetry. I write short stories. Um, my dream since I was a little kid was to be a fiction writer. So, you know, I'm just now understanding how to do that. And it's really exciting. And I think the, the cool thing is that, like, all of these art forms come in cycles for me. So when I am not connecting with my songwriting, that usually means it's time to go outside and, like, take some pictures, because I'll do that sometimes, or, 
or draw or write a poem or work on a story. And there's always some creative message coming to me. I just have to figure out what medium it's coming through. Understanding my queerness definitely helped me be more gentle in my art and just to, to interface with beauty in a better way. I think that queerness really comes from just having an open mind and having an understanding of yourself and having a more open understanding of the people around you and how complex we all are. And I, I think it just makes you open to going places creatively. You may not have felt comfortable going if that wasn't a part of yourself. That was really a component of what transformed my songwriting. I had mentioned earlier the, the band I played in, we played a lot of angry music. We played a lot of sad music. We played love songs, but you know, everybody plays love songs. But I never started writing about things that felt more ambiguous and more complex until I understood my queerness a little better. And I think it just gave me the ability to be more introspective and more articulate with those feelings. And you know, you could say like, well, I've been wrong about aspects of myself before, so who am I to say that I'm not supposed to say this in a song right now? I consider myself gender fluid these days, so I, I, I love the idea, for instance, of my pronouns are all pronouns. Whatever you see me as that day, great. And I, I just sort of love that idea of it, it leaves me open to do anything I want to do with myself on any given day, to dress how I want, to act how I want. And it's, it's just very liberating to not feel like you have to be something. It was the kind of thing I had always felt like there was something a little different about me than a lot of the people where I grew up. And uh, I'd just never totally been given the language to understand what that was until a lot later. Um, so it was just this big aha moment of, that makes perfect sense. And why do I have to act like this and be this person that I don't feel like is me? Um, and it, it just allowed me to really come into myself and, and feel like I'm very present. One of my absolute idols is David Bowie, and he obviously, you know, never put into words his gender identity or, or anything in, in those terms, but uh, I, f I feel the way he played with gender and, and that ambiguity is hugely influential to me, and I, I try to project a presence that people aren't really sure what to do with right at first. <laughs> I guess I, I hope and it's not specifically a story, but just understand how important this all is to me. And at the same time that it's not just for me, you know, to some extent, a lot of us say, I don't do this for anyone else, but you do do it for other people. That's why we release it for them to listen to. And I just hope that people who get some sort of connection out of it know that that's intentional. And I, I am trying to connect with you. I am trying to help us have some kind of a relationship, whoever you are. My music is on all the streaming platforms. I think you can use them as TikTok sounds. I have an Instagram, Ian Cotter Wishlist. 
that I don't use. I deleted the app for a while, but if I have announcements, I, I will put them there. I am going to be now hopefully just releasing more art in more places, in more forms, prolifically. So just uh, just keep an eye out. There should be new things coming all the time. You've been listening to Pride in the Name of Love, a four-part feature from WEXT highlighting queer musicians in our local 518 community. For the full story, head over to our website, wextradio.org, where we've posted a longer version of this story along with other web-exclusive content. Tune in next Thursday at 2 and 8 p.m. for the next episode featuring Ohm Quilio. Pride in the Name of Love is a production of WEXT Radio, a service of WMHT, which is made possible by listeners like you and produced by Jennifer Rose.